Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Opportunities Connected, where we join you weekly. You join us weekly. We stay connected in terms of talking about personal growth, uh, uh, being self-aware, and improving the person that we are every day. Thank you, everyone. I am Yemi Griot. I'm Justin Lotson. And welcome to Opportunities Connected. Welcome back, fam. Thanks for joining us again here on Opportunities Connected. Justin, how you doing, man? Always a pleasure to see you. Likewise. I'm doing extremely well. How about yourself? How are you doing today? Good, good. I'm excited, man. I'm excited. You know, we 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 finished such, such a great episode last time, and it rolls so well into this episode. And, and just to give you a heads up, this episode really cannot be limited to just one episode, but, you know, we... We, of course, will, from time to time, revisit some topics, but today we're going to talk about something that's true and dear to both you and I. Oh, 100%. Yeah, man. And so today's episode, we are talking about fatherhood and marriage, and just in terms of being our best selves when it comes to uh, fatherhood and marriage. And man, what a growing experience those relationships uh, have in our lives. And of course, I can't speak from a mother's experience, but I do and I'm, I'm grateful and honored uh, that I can speak from both a husband and a father's uh, experience in this and just share my thoughts and some of the things that I felt um, um, helped me to, to improve who I was and, and how I can be a, a, like a, a contributing member of the team um, um, as, we, as we build this family structure. Which is so important. So I fully, fully agree. So yeah, uh, do you want to kick us off or? Yeah, let's go. Let's go right into it. So like the first thing we wanted to know is like, how do we know we were ready for marriage? Justin, I'm going to throw you out there, man. Go go ahead and, and hop into it. Let me know. How did you know you were ready for marriage? And, you know, to be very uh, blunt with everybody's watching the show, I think I need to be very transparent. I don't yes. think I told anything back. So I am in my second marriage. And I couldn't be, I'm like the happiest person ever right now. So I'm right. seven years in, in my second marriage, and things are going extremely well. Um, this episode, I hope, can save people from the, I don't want to say mistake, because I do have an amazing son from my very right, first right, marriage. Right, right, yeah. There's... You know, life lessons I learned Yeah. Um, from rushing into something. Yeah, so, it, ha it happens. It happens to the best of us. But it's good to hear your input. I mean, just the, the person, the personal growth that you had and everyone who's known you and, and are now getting to know you, they can see the strength in your spirit. How did you get to this place, you know, and, and how you're able to contribute now? Oh, 100%. So first and foremost, when we make mistakes, we can't like dwell or criticize our past. Mm -hmm. Right. A lot of people get into that. Like my first marriage failed. They look the point blame. Yeah. But my first mindset was me. Where was I too tough? Where was I this? Where was I that? Like I need to critique myself to make sure I'm that better partner right. moving forward. Right. So I knew I couldn't just jump straight from one thing into another. And so I knew I was truly ready uh, for marriage. So if you don't mind, I'm just going to go straight into it. How yeah, I, knew I was ready. Yeah, my perfect marriage, right? Yeah. So 
when I met uh, my wife, when we first met, we were working together. So right. uh, I met her on the job and she like, of course was extremely beautiful, the most beautiful person I've ever seen. And it couldn't just be based off look. So we realized we complimented each other on such a stronger level than just, you look good, you look good. It was more of the things we were doing for each other just made it seem easy. So we are both single parents and I would watch her son when she had to go to work, she would watch my son when I had to go to work. This was of course after us dating back and forth for right. uh, about a year or so. And everything just felt easy. Yeah. Like it, it didn't feel like I had to sacrifice a part of me right. to make something work. It didn't feel forced everything even to this day like in my past it was how can i say this and i know some people are going through this i talk yeah, about yeah. Time that are going through this they feel like certain arguments are supposed to happen and they're supposed to be okay with that to make their relationship work right i don't truly agree i feel like if you have a really good partner you guys will find ways to solve your challenges. So that yeah. way it's not, oh, this argument's going to come up. I need to get over this yeah. and make it until we get over that hump. Right, right. So. But then but then that fear of conflict, and that's the thing, you know, um, mm -hmm. and that's one of the things, uh, strategies I try to use with teams that I work with. You can't be afraid of conflict. And we're not talking about throwing people over bar stools or, or <laughs> through windows or anything like that, but being able to be straightforward with somebody in a constructive um, manner so that it's that you so that you have that shared input and everyone's on the same page and everyone's moving forward together because having that fear of bringing those things up uh, creates this one-way contract and then you know it's only you just kind of sucking it up getting over it to to avoid a to avoid an a, a, what you think yeah. is an argument not resolving what the issue is and then that issue just just resides and sits there and carries weight and builds up over time, it becomes the mountain out of the molehill. 100%. And one thing that my wife and we have to be proactive. Right. We can't just wait right. for the challenges to come up because we're human. I know I'm not a thousand percent perfect in every aspect for my wife and vice versa. So we have quarterly meetings. Yeah. Nice. Uh, we nice. sit down. We like, we'll go out to our favorite restaurant. We'll go out to, it can even be at our house, do like paint night. Yeah. But then we'll come up with a list. I want what's 1% that I can do to improve myself. That's... Don't give me all the things I'm doing wrong. Right, right. I'm not motivated to this fix it. dumping yet. session. Yeah. <laughs> but it always starts with the positivity first. Yeah. What are you happy with in our marriage? What's going well? And having a partner that is on board with being that yeah. proactive, having that proactive yeah. approach. Yeah. That's how I knew. That's yeah. how I was ready for me. Yeah. That's true. That's yeah. true. I think that that's one of the things that helped me to know. And so many of the relationships that I had prior um, were that, you know, a conflict might arise or, or some issue might come up and we would, we would end things at that issue. Whereas with the person I knew with, you know, uh, she and I were able to, um, meet at the issue, go through the issue, work out the issue, resolve it, and move on without the thought of this is the end. The, the, that thought wasn't there. And so it was just like, yeah, well, clearly. And then, of course, 
all the, the, the true love, the patience, all those things come there. Those blessings also come, um, come with it. But um, one of the things you'll know, and you'll know that whether or not it's a relationship with um, who you choose to be, your spouse or partner, but with others too, you find some um, something genuine in the relationships that you can help to keep each other accountable. We've, we've gone over this uh, in, in some of our past episodes in terms of um, um, not letting uh, your past stand in your way, but also um, who are your, your top five in terms of relationships and, and being able to uh, really be comfortable with keeping each other accountable so that you guys are all looking out for each other's best, best interests. And so that applies also in this instance and then also helping you to know one of the things that happens as you learn to value the relationships and learn to value yourself is you start to pick up on those things that are either red flags or positives in a relationship. Now, red flags doesn't always mean the end of a relationship, but red flags could look could be valued or looked at as maybe some challenges we can work on. And that's a good tip that you just gave in terms of the quarterly yeah, meetings. Quarterly you know, I, I like that. I might even... Uh, see if I can apply. I mean, to each their own in terms of how they approach that. I'm not sure if I'm going to be like, hey, so look, <laughs> we got to do some quarterly meetings. But the to, the chance to sit down and to really kind of just talk to each other and be open with each other. I mean, that communication is key. It helps to improve um, the way you guys go forward. It's a part of being proactive. Yeah. And it's like, check this out, right? Not... Yeah. Hey, we need to evaluate our marriage. Yeah. How about you approach it like this? Hey, I want to take you to your favorite spot, or I would like to take you out quarterly, and I want to know how I can be a better partner for you. Right. And if you have a great partner, your partner's going to know how they can be a better partner for you as well. Right. And the key is you're not throwing out all the challenges, and you're not going to fix everything. And most right. importantly, you're not going to motivate your partner, letting them know more than one percent of what they're doing wrong. Right, right. Oh, and well. look, let me, let me, you know, let me let let everyone know that look, we're not we're not your therapists or anything like that. Sure. We're here to just offer some suggestions. You could uh, run this by, but you know your partner better than anyone else might know. And you know the way your relationship is and the way you guys communicate with each other. I know that there's moments where I could ask a question. And that person might be like, if you're asking, then we have a, a problem. But I also know the positive approaches to, to the way to ask that I could even approach this in the in a way of just saying, hey, I want to try something new and I want to see if you're on board with this, because I know that that's a way that I can approach, um, you know, my person. And you may have a way that you can approach your person and talk about um, um, adding these types of beneficial uh, mm -hmm. things to your relationship that can help improve uh, improve the the future or uh, even strengthen the bond between you. Um, now, one of the things that we wanted to also talk about is like, what does it mean to be a good husband? What does it mean? So, I mean, all these things play a part in it, but you know, the, 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 uh, what is it? It's in the details. Oh, 100%. It's the little thing. As I answer this, I want the women that are watching to know that the answer I give is not my concrete answer. Like, <laughs> right, right, right. Boy says you need to do this a little bit more. You can best believe I'm changing. So that's yeah. the human in us. So, But me being a great husband is making sure I'm giving my partner the 
the equality, making sure she knows she has a voice. Right. So if she feels she's underneath me, I'm not doing my job. Yeah. If she feels she's lifting the majority of the weight, I'm not doing my job. Yeah. So, and then uh, vice versa. She knows, like, if I feel like I'm taking on 90% of the household, we're not an equal partner. Right, right, so, right. Time yeah, a lot. And, yeah. And 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 to and to your point, it's like um, it's, it's so. For instance, there's a few things that you over time, like say you got this relationship down, you're fresh into it, but maybe you know you guys are a couple of months in, or maybe even a year in, and it feels good, everything is close. I don't need this. That's fine. I get it. Mm-hmm. It's the little things, and so after a while, there'll be certain things that you tend to take for granted. You don't even realize it's not even like major or like you know making sure you replace a screen door or making sure you pay a certain bill on time. There's certain things that like stick at the top of your head because those things are priority. You know those are conflict points. If those things don't happen, so on and so forth. But it'll be the little things like changing the toilet paper replacing the the soap in the shower or making sure you replace that trash bag don't you, overlook the small things the small things man crumble over small things like i know you like we've all been in one of those arguments where we forget the root of the problem right the root of the problem was so small like the, putting the toilet seat down all of a sudden you guys are arguing about something big yeah those small things are so important and right. one thing that you mentioned earlier is the therapy a yeah. lot of like a lot of people feel like they're too strong for therapy and they right. bulge things up on the inside. Yeah, don't put a stigma on it at all. Yeah. It's such what, a positive part. Go ahead. Yeah, today, like you can get a therapist online on your yeah. you can schedule an appointment without having to leave your house. Yeah. So they I love that a lot of great things came out of COVID, right? Like right. convenience right. of being able right. to make an appointment. Right. And I believe that having the ability to seek a therapist will help will be like a referee in the middle yeah. of what you guys are going through. Right. So don't be too strong-minded for that because really right. Be and that's strong, yeah. if, you, if you go in closed-minded, it's, yep. it's it's you know, it's not gonna work. You have to think holistically, you have to think of what your end goal is, and both mm-hmm. of you guys have to be on the same page. It can't even be uh, you know, just if you even wanted to be equal ground, you both uh choose a therapist. Uh, together, it can't be a therapist. Maybe like, and, and I'm just talking in terms of the group aspect of it. Correct. If you feel like it might be a little bit biased if it's one person's therapist or the other person's therapist, go and make an agreement. Say, hey, why don't we try one that hasn't seen either one of us, and we can look at that. But to the yeah. point of uh, of of not uh, pushing therapy off, look at it the same way you look as a look at a trainer um, in the gym and stuff. And just as much as your physical health plays a huge role in the health of yourself, also plays a huge role in the health of your relationships. And I can't tell you the uh, positive impact that therapy has had, not just in terms of, you know, working on me, but in it includes, you know, uh, my relationship with my son and me being a better father to my yeah. son or me being a better uh, uh, person or husband uh, in my relationships. And, um, and so, you know, th- that therapy, if I put it, if I put it high on the totem pole, it, it has this positive impact in all of the other areas. And so what? don't disregard it as something that's like, you know what, that's for that, that I can get that, you know. Yeah. Can, one of the key 
to being a great leader is yeah. to be vulnerable to your team. So if you're vulnerable with your team at work, you have to be vulnerable. Yeah. Fully. Not like 90, 10, 80, 20. You have to fully be vulnerable yeah. with your spouse partner at home. And sometimes therapy allows you to open up without yeah. that feeling of being judged, you know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, so I also want to ask, what are some things we do to help our partner without them asking or expecting anything in return? Yes. Yeah. So, you know, I am, I don't know if I want to say guilty of this or very <laughs> smart because of this. I strategically right. do this. But I know that sometimes when my wife has a very long day and maybe we may be like on the, like the start of an argument coming up. Right. I'll randomly get her sushi. I know she nice. loves sushi. Nice. And maybe I could be the one who's uh, who's frustrated, who's thinks there's a problem coming home or coming right. out. I'll just go get sushi and boom. Yeah. Everything's resolved. And like, you know what? We were both overreacting about something small. That's my reset button. But not just when she's upset, not just when we're about to get into something. Like, don't do things we think that they want. Like, right. To your partner, what do they love? Right. Really you know, you know more than anyone else. Yeah. So know, what, what about you? What are some things you do? So, so some of the things that I try to make sure I follow through on, um, and it goes back to the little things thing, is um, is following through. Um, and you you think that that's an understood, right? But one thing that happens because it happens in life, just not even just in your relationships, but it happens at work, so on and so forth. But things begin to pile up because we're we're human, and usually the task or the ask are greater than your the time that's allowed to get those things done. So um, um, some things that will occur might be like, all right, we want to make sure we follow through on these things for like maybe a vacation or follow through on these things for um, 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 helping Luke to improve on something or follow through on these things um, for like a birthday or uh, a, a significant date. And so usually in the past, what I used to do is I, it'd be like two weeks or three weeks before it. And I'd be like, oh, snap, the birthday is coming up. Let me think of something. Mm -hmm. Now it's like, you know, I know that that birthday is coming up. Let me start planning out yeah. well in advance. Let me start making sure I have time available. Maybe uh, even think of some of the things she's mentioned over the year um, and then add those things in so that by the time that comes through, when you... It, because I've been told in the past, you're not a great gift giver and stuff. And so what I was like, man, that's right there. Instead mm -hmm. of looking at that as like a, a criticism, I was like, okay, there's a challenge right there I want to improve on. And so uh, she likes uh, um, uh, uh, Golden Girls a lot, but she also likes Wu-Tang a lot. And so I got the, the Wu-Tang W with the Golden Girls in it. And it was like that. Those are perfect gifts, and so and, and that kind of stuff. You know, you're not gonna. That's not a target. So you kind of got to think ahead and, and prep that stuff out. And that's not a two or three week turnaround type of gift. Right. One day it might be, but it, mm -hmm. with the current technology, it is a longer than that uh, turnaround. Yeah, and it, as it should be if you're putting a lot of thought into it. Right, right. And what we have to remember is like a lot of partners will just they would say they're okay with not being able to get what you promised. Right. We cannot fall for that. We cannot allow that to be the norm. 
Right. Because then their our value goes down. Yeah. Whether they say it or not. It's yeah. our job to make sure we're keeping that value. So I promised my wife a trip to Vegas. And she's the type that if whether we take a vacation or not, whether she gets spoiled or not, like she's okay. I yeah. met her at the start of my business. Right. I met her when I was working like three or four of the jobs. She said, quit your job to run your business full time. And if we lose everything, I'm still with you. Right. So she's been with me during my hard times. So I come from a standpoint of saying like, she's okay with saying, oh, it's okay. You don't have to do anything for me. No, yeah. we need to step, keep that ball. Yeah, we got to go above yeah. that. Like, you know, even though it, it, that's, that goes right back to taking it for granted, you know, and that's the thing. It's like, I don't want to be that guy that's like, well, it's all good. I mean, they said it's all good. And that, that's not a good turnaround argument. That is just a, you're a horrible person argument. Like, yes, you said yes. we no called you guys a horrible person if you are that person. Yeah. Watch yeah. the show again. Yeah, if you're just like, oh, you said it was all good, so I'm not doing, I don't have to clean up anything or anything. It's a, no, you got to step up. You got to want this to work the same way you want your career to work, the same way you want your, your dreams or any like goals to work. And maybe you have, maybe it's, Okay, maybe you're in a place where it's tough to get motivated. Then look at those things or look for those things to help you get motivated. If the issues with your relationship are being held off or you can't get to them because you also have some things that you're dealing with yourself, then address those things with yourself. That's that follow through. You know, start to look at some of the things you can do to help improve yourself because more than likely, that person, your partner, your 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 better half, it also brings joy to them if they see you improving you. Yes, and that's where this ties into being vulnerable. Yeah. Don't like, don't keep it to yourself. Be vulnerable with your partner. Let them know what you're going through. Right. Let them know the challenges. Your partner is going to support you so much more when they know they're with you through the tough times yeah. and the good times. If they only know about the good times and things get tough but you didn't yeah. fill them in, how you do? How do you expect them to support you at the highest level? Right. It's a shock. It's a surprise. Yeah. It's a, life was good and now have nothing. But if they're literally on board as an equal partner, hey, times are going to be tough financially this right. month, but we're planning for it. We right. Got right. You got you to you gotta stand that up in the conversation. Yeah. You got to make sure that person's on board. It cannot be a surprise, man. Y'all can't walk up in that Target and be like, Hey, look, I already told you I spent a lot on the gas. You know, I already told you, you know, uh, the, the rent, you know, we only had enough for rent. If that conversation, that conversation can't happen at Target. You got to have that conversation beforehand. Right. And it can't be an argumentative conversation. It's got to be a teamwork conversation like, hey, look, things are tight. You know, let's let's try to map out the next month. So it's not. And you'd be surprised. Place. Yep. The idea she comes up with. Yeah, man. It's like a plan B, and all of a sudden you guys come up with a brand new hobby. Right. Like, That's true. Every episode in this show, we say you got to put in that work. Yeah, if man. You just sit back and let your problems build up and arise and pass. You're not being proactive. You're not being an action taker. Yeah. So yeah. for our and viewers, put in the work. Put in the work. And speaking of putting in the work. Lest we forget, 
the fatherhood side of this coin. Now, there's one thing making sure I am delivering and being a great uh, uh, person and, and, and partner or teammate to uh, the partner, but it's another thing making sure I'm showing up and being present in my child's life, being present in the person I'm responsible for in their life. And I can't walk into that door expecting the same type of turnaround uh, that we expect when we're when we are speaking with our partner or our significant other, we're we're talking about someone who's dependent on you, who's learning from you the best way to respond. So they're not going to give you, and I can tell you, as much I love my son to no end. There's no end. It's infinite. Correct. There are so many moments where it is a great joy to him to test every boundary. <laughs> But that is a part of this process. I'm growing as he's growing, as I'm helping him to grow, and I'm practicing that patience. And Correct. saying, hey, you know, how how do I find ways to help him get that energy out? How do I find ways to put him in a structured environment, but not so structured that it prevents him from growing into his true self? And how do I make sure... I, He's, he's got those challenges in front of him to help make him become a better person. I don't want to bulldoze for him, meaning like take every challenge out of a way. And then next thing you know, you got somebody who expects nothing to uh, be a challenge. And then as soon as he walks into that first challenge, he's devastated. I've Too got a structure yeah. prevents kids from taking on challenge. Yeah. One more time. Yeah. Too much structure prevents your child from taking on challenges because then they rely on the system to yeah. take care of them. Yeah. There should be structure, but too much, like you said, if your child does not challenge you a little bit, you should be a little concerned. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It is what it is. Like if we, as business owners and as like high level uh, career employees, like we have to take challenges. We yeah. have to go out. We have yeah. to work for that biscuit. That's you know? right. That's right. So, otherwise, they're just going to show up happy or unhappy, do what they're asked for and go home. Right. And then probably unload all that anger at home. And uh, at home and in another in another place. And and I can tell you um, um, just from my own experience and, and some of you all may experience it as well. It's nice in your controlled environment at home. You're the you're the uh, you're the peer or the person in their environment that can help have some influence on them. But man, as soon as they reach their peers at school, you're not in those other households. You're not controlling what's coming in and out of those other households, the relationships that those peers are also having. Meet your child in their classroom, and then they come home with all that extra information you thought you'd never have to bring up or never have to talk about. And so how do you make sure they're learning to be independent, to think for themselves, to walk with confidence so that they're not easily influenced by things that could take them down a dark path. And I know we're not gonna dive deep into, uh, you know, making sure your kid doesn't walk down a dark path, but you being, uh, finding a way to be a better parent helps to prevent that. And so I, as a father, try to lead with love. And I know that that feels like really kind of encompassing, but um, 
there are sometimes you might have a rough day or there are sometimes like if you're driving and driving is a good example, someone might cut you off or, you know, there, there are things that might irritate you on the road and your response to it, your uh, actions around your child, the way you come home and you present yourself, the things, the actions, the little actions that you're doing in between, how do they pivot to a way that it, the overall mission is loving your child and making sure Correct. you're tall. And so how do those things line into it? Your actions become their norm really, yeah. really quickly. Yeah. Um, a, a teenager that's getting bullied by another teenager to that bully, that could be the norm based yeah. on if you, the way you talk to your child, the way they hear you talk. Yeah. If you say, what are you an idiot? You're supposed to throw that away. Things yeah. like that. Then they go to school and, and say the same thing. Norm, but really they're bullying other kids, not really understanding the true nature of what they're doing. So it's all about what they see at home, 100%. That's right, that's right. And not just from you, but what you surround your child with, who are their peers? You know, we talked about who are your top five, who are your child's top five, who are the people you're allowing to have such an impact on your kids? And that doesn't mean that those people are evil. They might be relatives. Um, they might be uh, neighbors. They might be uh, kids that they grew up with and also are dealing with those uh, those that, that influence from their peers. And then they come together and then you got just like a smorgasbord of that. How do you make sure you are in that place where you can help correct those things. And not so much so that you stand in the way of your child's growth, but so much so that you are also communicating with the people around you, setting boundaries, helping keep each other accountable, understanding the red flags or the positives or the things you gain between relationships, between you and your neighbor, between you and your friends, between you and your, and your relatives, so that your child not only sees uh, the positive things that those people bring in, but also sees that it's okay to set boundaries, that also sees it's okay to communicate and try to improve relationship, that it's okay to think for yourself. So right. that they're not being impressionable and following the crowd when the crowd ain't doing the right thing. Yep, your top five, your child's top five. That's it. That's it. That's it. Man, we want to thank you all for joining us again for another episode. We can't wait to see you again. Please don't hesitate to reach out to us. Of course, the email info at talkconnected.com. Make sure you like, subscribe, and share. We're here weekly. I'm Yimmy, and this is Justin Latson. We're excited to have you every week here on Opportunities Connected. Take it easy, everybody.